The Oklahoma Sooners continue to thrive out of the transfer portal. We're going to talk with their latest, or not the latest edition, but the first edition of the summer, Alex Tarocco, on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Sooners Nation, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at thesoonerswire.com. And joining me as he does every day is Josh Helmer. You can follow him on Twitter at JoshOnRef. You can also hear him Monday through Friday from 9 to noon on The Ref in Norman. Josh, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going great. Enough about you and I, right? Folks want to hear from the big-time guest we have joining us. We welcome in Alex Storacco, transfer from the University of Michigan, obviously coming over to join Patty Gasso and the Oklahoma Sooners. Alex, what's going on? Good afternoon. Thanks for joining the show. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Just enjoying the sunshine down in Florida for the summer so far. And you had a big year in 2022 uh, for the Michigan Wolverines. And we want to kind of just hear more about what your time was like up there. Uh, so tell us, what was 2022 like for you all and, and for you in particular? Um, honestly, the season was a lot of fun. Just the fact that um, Big Ten, we were allowed to have crowds again. Um, so that was, I guess, the biggest adjustment. Um, it was kind of weird being a senior and there's a lot of classes. I think up to three classes of our team hadn't really played in front of a crowd or a sold out stadium um, because our juniors were the COVID class that got cut off. And then obviously um, 2021, we had a conference only and only families uh, were allowed to come watch. So that was really exciting. Um, And just, it was a different aspect of a softball season for Michigan, just in the fact that it was a lot more struggle than we'd previously kind of known. Um, So I thought that we kind of were able to learn about ourselves in a different way and trying to rebound from losing um, a little bit more than we usually do. Um, so a lot of growth, even in my senior year. So, um, yeah. Alex, it's probably, we all have a general idea what it was like playing through COVID or navigating COVID, but just like you touched on there as an athlete at the university of Michigan, what, what was everything like for you? Um, it was insane and it was intense. We, uh, got COVID tested six days a week which I want to say we were the only one of the only universities to do that. Um, so every morning before, you know, your Zoom class, you had to go to um, the basketball arena and basically get tested and have a nose swab um, six days out of the week. Um, and it was pretty much you only saw your team and your coaches. And so I think that year was really a shift in the way that a lot of people viewed sports and how you continued to play sports because it was like almost exciting to get out of your house because you got to go play like a sport you grew up uh, grew up loving and so I think a lot of girls found a different love of the game that way um and just being able to interact with others around COVID and stuff like that um definitely shifted a lot of the environment within athletics at Michigan 
Um, but that's why this this past season was really exciting. We got to interact more with other teams. We got to, you know, see family and friends and, and fans after the game um, and sign autographs and all that fun stuff that, you know, you get to look forward to as a um, female athlete. Um, so that was really exciting. And in softball in particular, and maybe it's the same way across, you know, other other sports, but there's a sisterhood among softball players, it seems like only covering softball the last couple of years as I've been, you know, the host of Locked On Sooners. That's what I've learned is like there's a tight knit bond, not just within your team, but within other teams. And so being able to get back to interacting and getting to know these other teams, you, you mentioned it before we came on the show. You're down in, in Florida right now for summer league. You're getting to hang out with with a bunch of girls from a bunch of other teams across the country. So that, that must have been special to, to have that back in 2022. Yeah, and it's been really fun getting to know um, other girls from other programs. Um, I've never really been a part of anything like this. So just like figuring out like, oh, how does your program do this? Or how do you guys prepare for teams? And just like what's your dynamic on softball has been really exciting and really interesting to learn about. Um, and so that is something that I've really enjoyed while being down here in Florida. Um, and absolutely, softball is such a sisterhood and it's such a unique sport. And I think like being in softball and being in this like era of softball, it's so exciting to see how much growth it has. And Oklahoma softball has been a really big part of that and their success. Well, Sooner fans are certainly excited about the 300 plus strikeouts, all the innings that you pitched from last season that you're bringing over to OU. We'll dive into that before we do. I'm just curious, can you take us through a little bit of just sort of your history within the, the sport of softball how long have you been playing and what kind of initially led you to the University of Michigan? Yeah, um, my dad coached high school baseball, so I've been around the sport my entire life. Um, when I first initially started playing, I was obviously through t-ball, all the all the young kids stuff. Um, I didn't start playing travel ball until I was about 10. Um, at the time, I was a third baseman, power lefty hitter. Okay. Um, didn't even touch the mound, circle, nothing. Um, and I didn't start pitching until I was 12 because everyone's like, wow, like you're really tall. Like, you got long limbs, long, like big hands, like you would work great with spin and stuff like that. And so I kind of tinkered with it and everyone was like, oh, you're, you're too awkward. Like you won't be a very good pitcher, all this stuff, yada, yada. Um, and I really kind of got into it, but I never had like an official like pitching coach, I guess. Like it was just a dad who kind of brought his daughter to local college camps um, throughout her career. And he just kind of picked up what those college coaches said and just kind of was like, Oh, I think you do this. I think you do that. Um, so that's how I learned a lot of it. And it was kind of like, go with the flow. It's working. So I guess I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And, um, I, my sophomore year of high school, I committed to DePaul university in Chicago, actually. Um, and about a year later I decommitted just wanting to get farther from home. Cause I'm from the suburbs of Chicago um, and just a lot of personal stuff that went on. And so about a year later, um, I just ended my junior year of high school. I decommitted and I was kind of going to the summer before my senior year with no offers, nothing, no scholarship. I was like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? And so went into that summer, I peaked some interest, um, had a good amount, um, and Michigan kind of came along. I took my official visit to Michigan uh, the fall of my senior year. 
and just kind of fell in love with the campus and just the atmosphere. It was a Michigan State football game is what I got to go to, um, which was so much fun because of the whole little brother, big brother rivalry, obviously, Um, and just loved it and committed right then and there on the spot. Um, And, you know, I had a great four years, um, loved loved playing at Michigan, wearing the maize and blue. It was a very traditional program, uh, traditional school, um, and a lot of history amongst the university as well. Um, so it was great to be a part of. Um, and, yeah, and now I'm here. Yeah, and we're glad that you're here, and we're going to hear more about Alex's journey now to Oklahoma, what led her to consider the Sooners, and then what led her to commit. But first, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever, Easy to eat, 100% covered in chocolate. It tastes fantastic. If you're looking for a low-sugar, low-calorie, high-protein, and delicious snack to start your day, meal replacement, go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You can get 15% off your next order by using promo code LOCK15. They've got fantastic flavors. My favorite is the peanut butter brownie. But they've also got granola bars now, too, which I love granola. It's something that I made for my, myself and my family when we lived overseas. Yes, I am a granola guy. Go check them out. They're fantastic. You'll love them because I love them. My wife loves them. My kids love them. Fantastic. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your next order at built.com. All right, Alex. So this is the part of the story that is going to intrigue Sooners fans a lot because it just kind of popped up on social media. Here you are hanging out with, with Jocelyn Allo and Tiara Jennings, I believe. And okay, now who is Alex Taraco? We all start kind of digging in and, and figuring out. So how did that all start? You put yourself in the transfer portal as a grad transfer, and just a few days after they win the national championship, you're in Norman. Yeah. Well, so we, uh, Michigan went to the regional this year um, down in Orlando at US, or UCF, and we lost. Um, kind of travel got all mixed up. We didn't get back till Monday. Um, chatted with the coaches and everything, chatted with my team and just thought it was best to, as a grad transfer, uh, just explore my options. Um, so that Tuesday, I kind of went into the portal, and my name didn't officially hit until like 9.55 p.m. on that Tuesday night. Mind you, this is also like Super Regional, like getting into, they just like won Super Regionals, getting into Women's College World Series. And so um, I get my first text at 10.01. My first call is at 10.03 p.m. And it's from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And I was like, who could this possibly be? Because never in a million years would I imagine that Coach Gasso would be the first one to call me, let alone Oklahoma would be interested in the first place. And so I answered the phone and I was like, hello. And she's like, hey, it's Coach Gasso from, you know, University of Oklahoma. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, no way. I couldn't believe it. And, like, I was, like, totally having, like, a 10-year-old, like, pinch me moment, like, Coach Gasso is calling me right now. Like, this is so cool. Um, And so within that period, dead period was happening with the Women's College World Series. So I couldn't take any visits. And um, kind of that whirlwind of going to the portal, like I never had that kind of attention as a recruit ever before, ever. And so like at one point I just kind of like shut my phone off and I I had to go like for a run. Like I wasn't sleeping. I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to pick the perfect school. Like, and it's got to check all, all my boxes and everything. Um, and Coach Gasso was definitely the coach that kept up with me every day. She she called me before their games, and I was like, wow, she's you know competing to win a national championship, and she is calling me whenever she can and just chat, check up, like how's my time away from 
softball going right now. And I thought that was like awesome and meant a lot to me. Absolutely. Um, and so they won that Thursday and, um, she was like, okay, like, we'll see you this weekend. And I was on a plane to Norman Friday morning, um, got there and kind of got there early just to, uh, look around campus with my parents, um, and just kind of get the feel of Oklahoma. It was my first time ever in Oklahoma. So that was really cool. Um, and different, never been down there, obviously. Um, and kind of just tweeted out like, Hey, like just like a pinpoint, I think it was and my location just said Norman and never in a million years did I ever expect like sooner nation to just absolutely blow it up. Like softball, the world took it and just ran with it. And I'm like, my phone starts blowing up. Like, Oh my gosh, like Alex Strachan's in Norman. I'm like, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And obviously less than 24 hours earlier, they had just won the national championship and we get and just to see the field first. And they already have someone at the field putting 2022 on their national championship sign. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, that's so cool. Um, and so that was Friday. And then Saturday began my official visit and um, got to have lunch with Jossie and Shannon Sale. And they were just so down to earth, amazing people. And just the fact that like, they didn't have to sell me on Oklahoma softball. Like they just were like, this is what we do here. It's a family and we really buy into that and we love everything about it. Like there's, there's nothing that there's nothing that you can complain about. Like we are a sisterhood, like you said, with softball. And it's just like, everyone wants to win for each other and for themselves and for the program as a whole. And it's just like hearing that from girls that are obviously done with the program. Jossie just graduated and Shannon was a grad assistant and played just to hear them talk about like how much they love the program and they, they wouldn't be who they are without coach Gasso and the program. It was just like, wow, that's really like telling about how coach Gasso develops her players, her team and why they win so many national championships. Um, And so chatted um, with coach Gasso and JT and coach Rocha. And it was just like the, depths that they go into about analyzing their their competition and how they want to further their players and how to make them better in every aspect and I think the biggest one that really sold me was how they really dive into the mental game of softball and like that's huge for me um mental health in the first place as well as just like a lot of the game is in between your head especially as a pitcher and like talking about that and competing with the mental game is huge and like the way that they buy into that was like wow like this is what sets them apart and just like in that couple of days of just learning from them and how they approach things, it was just like, yeah, this is where I see myself. And um, yeah, on that Monday, um, Coach Gasso was like, do you have any, do you have any more questions? And I was like, I feel like you guys have answered like them all. Like you guys have all been like amazing. But I was like, I do have one question. And she was like, okay, like what? She goes, oh, is number eight available? Cause that was my, my number at Michigan. I want to continue wearing that. She was like, it could be. And I was like, okay, like I want to wear it for you. And she just kind of like looked at me and like, I don't think it registered like what I had just said. JT was like, really? Like, oh my gosh. And like coach Castle was like, is this like what I think it is? Are you, are you going to be a sooner? And I was like, I'm going to be a sooner. And like, it was so exciting and she couldn't believe it. And um, yeah, it was crazy. And I had to call, I had visits set up for the rest of the week and I had to call the rest of the coaches and just be like, I, I think I found my home. And so, yeah, that's how I became part of Sierra nation. 
Well, that's awesome, Alex. I can't tell you how fired up Sooner Nation is that you're going to come be a part of this year at the University of Oklahoma. And it sounds like just listening to how how this process played out for you going into the transfer portal, even just the simple portion of tweeting out the pinpoint of, hey, I'm in Norman. It sounds like you were struck by Norman itself, the coaching staff, the players, the tradition, but also the fan base. What kind of an impression did the Oklahoma fan base have on you when you first kind of made the announcement? Not that you were coming to Norman, Oklahoma, but that you were here visiting. I mean, I kind of got the the first impression when I kind of announced and said my thank you to Michigan and kind of said like I was going into the portal and immediately I got, you know, the covered wagon, the, you know, the whole sooner thing. And I was like, oh, like people think like I could go to Oklahoma. That's kind of cool. And then coach Gasso called me and I was like, Whoa, that's kind of, that's kind of intense. And then, so I remember um, my Twitter is definitely what blew up first because of just tweeting like, Oh, like got a couple of visits coming up. Like, where will I go? And everyone obviously is tweeting their opinions and all that. But then when I tweeted like that, I was in Norman, that is when, like Oklahoma just took over my feed and it was crazy. Like I was like, I haven't even committed like, and they're just like following me, messaging me like boomer sooner, all that stuff. And it was just like, like, wow, like this is intense. And I thought Michigan fans were intense, but Oklahoma brings it to a whole nother level. Um, So that was really cool. And then once I committed, they, my Instagram, my Twitter, it was just like so much support. And I think that that was, so cool and I, I I kind of never really interacted with something like that and the intensity of the fans that they bring especially to softball because I guess in every other program you're kind of fighting for softball to get their breathing room but at Oklahoma like softball is the queen of that campus and I think that, that is so cool and definitely an aspect Coach Gasso loved talking about. Yeah and I think Sooner Nation has the pinpoint emoji kind of like uh, highlighted in their tweet and on their Twitter feed for like notifications because yeah, anytime a, a football recruit or baseball, basketball, doesn't matter. Anybody that drops that pinpoint and puts Norman is going to get blown up. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's exciting. And we're, we're talking with Alex Taraco, the late, uh, the pitching addition to the Oklahoma Sooners. We're going to talk a little bit about what you think about your future teammates here in, in the, the next segment, but I want to ask you, what are you bringing to Norman with you? Um, I just think that I, I bring an, an extra arm with a lot of experience. And Coach Gasso talked to me a lot to me about how being a veteran with experience in in championships. Um, with I've won two Big Tens, um, a Big Ten tournament. Um, just a lot of experience in that sense of winning and losing. Um, and just being able to guide a lot of the younger pitchers in that kind of sense, as well as just adding, you know, a different – pitching plane to opponents. They not only have to get ready for Jordy, Nicole, and, you know, the next pitchers, but they also have to um, get ready for me as well going into a series. And I think that that is what makes Oklahoma so good is that you have so many good dynamic pitchers in that staff. And that's what was so exciting to me. And um, I also love to show emotion on the mound. Um very fired up pitcher. I, I love to jump. I love to fist pump. Like I love all of it. Kind of bring that fire um, and excitement. And so that's something I'm really excited for um, on the mound. 
Alex, you, you've obviously said nothing but positive things about your time at the University of Michigan. So your decision to come to the University of Oklahoma is not a negative commentary in any way, shape, or form on the University of Michigan. I get the impression, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you kind of, you know, by choosing the University of Oklahoma, uh, it's not going to probably be a situation where you're throwing 200 innings this next coming season. Probably not quite going to approach that 300 strikeout number, though I'm sure you will have plenty at OU. So with all of that in mind, how important was the opportunity to join the University of Oklahoma to be a part of the Sooner tradition? And ultimately, how important was winning to you? Winning is definitely important as well. But I think, like I said before, what impressed me the most was the way that they helped their players develop into people and to players on the field. Um, and just like that mental health aspect, winning is obviously the cherry on top. Um, and like leaving Michigan, definitely looking into, you know, an offense that can support me um, in those in those really close games and stuff like that, that I don't have to have all the pressure on me to throw a no hitter, to throw a perfect game or to keep my team in um, games for six innings before we can score that Oklahoma definitely has the opposite effect in their game. So that was something that really um, attracted me, obviously. And just the fact of how they use a complete staff in their games was really exciting. And I think the thing you touched on there, so ESPN did that big kind of manifesto on Oklahoma's you know, softball, Patty Gasso, just, and really highlighted just her change, the way that she's changed, the way she approaches the game, just even in the last five years, it seems, where you know there's stories <laughs> in that ESPN article about her going for coffee before a game as opposed to spending all day at the field house getting ready. Like, and, and I think you know, as a former athlete myself, I feel like that, that's going to resonate with a lot of people because – Yes, we love the sport. We love to compete. We love to win. We love to prepare even. But there comes a point where it's like, okay, it can't all just be about this. And, and I think that's a really neat kind of part of the evolution of such a legendary head coach. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the people who are legends in the sport are generally the, you know, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. I eat, sleep, and breathe this sport that I coach but she's evolved and, and in a good way, because as we've seen just in the last couple of years uh, in softball in particular, the mental health aspect and the grind <laughs> of the game can have life-changing effects on people. Um, you know, the softball world has been touched by that. And so I, I think it's, it's really important that we, we do acknowledge that yes, winning is important, but we acknowledge that you're a whole person and, you know, being in a place, being with a coach that recognizes that you're not just a softball player, but you're a person that's going to be a woman living in the world, real world here after you finish your time at Oklahoma is, is a really huge key to that. Um, is that something that you, you've seen kind of evolve even at Michigan or with our other girls talking about that, the evolution of the way coaches, um, <coughs> the way coaches approach their players now, is that different than it was maybe five, 10 years ago? Absolutely. I think like, with mental health becoming such a serious topic um, within collegiate sports. I mean, this past year was very kind of hard um, with a lot of um, student athletes taking their own lives. And I think like it has kind of opened up a lot of people's eyes in the way that student athletes um, are kind of treated as well as how hard their lives can really be because 
our schedules are so intense and, you know, we're taking on the world as a a student, as an athlete and a a normal person. And I think it just, it's a lot to carry. And I think that that's why being a student athlete can be so intense and a lot, not a lot of people can take it. Um, And so I think the way that it's changing is, is a good way. Absolutely. Um, And I'm excited to see kind of where it goes in the fact of treatment wise and as well as, kind of evolving as a person um, too, which is super exciting because it's like, okay, like we aren't defined by our performance. And I think that that is one of the biggest realizations um, student athletes go through. I mean, for years I've heard of just people like once they're done playing, they're like, okay, I don't know what to do with my life because Mm -hmm. like softball or basketball or football or baseball, that was so much a part of who I am. Like I was at the gym, at the field for hours on end growing up. What do I do now with all this time? And so like, it was slowly becoming a topic of discussion as I was growing up. And so the fact that I'm in college and a part of this kind of changing era with behind all of it is really exciting. And I'm, um, I'm like excited that I get to speak about like my personal struggles as well as bring it to the forefront to help that next generation of athletes that come through. Well, I think you're in a great spot just with many of the comments that Coach Gasso has made really over the last couple of months in response to obviously some events that were just tragic for for everybody in the softball community, the sports world, really just the college sports community at large. So uh, obviously that's that's important. Alex, your teammates, we've talked a little bit. We've heard a little bit your thoughts on some of your teammates you, you mentioned it, it's exciting to be a part of this type of staff. What type of staff are you joining? I mean, come on. What do you see from, from Jordy Ball and uh, the rest of this Oklahoma pitching staff? I'm just excited because, you know, the way that you watch the game, and obviously I, I've, I very much watched Oklahoma softball, and the way that they play for each other and together is something you don't see at every program. You don't see it from a lot of programs. I mean – the way that, you know, the defense backs the pitching up and and it's like when a ball does fall in, it's like, wow, like how did they manage to get a hit against Oklahoma? Because like the defense is so good. The pitching is so good. The hitting is so good. You kind of just like have to tip your hat to a team that, you know, can beat Oklahoma in like the little ways, like getting a hit and all that stuff. So it's like, it's so exciting to see like the fire, the fist pumps, the yelling, the let's go. Like that, like I was watching and it was firing me up. So it's just exciting to see that and just like see how they interacted off the field um, kind of behind the scenes is they're just so down to earth. And it was just like, oh yeah, like we're good at softball, but like we like to do this too. So like, it was really cool to see that aspect and I'm really excited to just, you know, be able to get to know them even more and, and how they're able to develop on and off the field and just play for each other. I think that was just so exciting to see. Absolutely. So, so you're losing, Oklahoma's losing Jocelyn Allo, but they've got a couple of great hitters, you know, in their own right that are going to still be with Oklahoma. So as you look at a player like Tiara Jennings, kind of give us a, a brief scouting report on her. What makes her so difficult to get out if you're a pitcher? I mean, I guess just like the fight, she has a fight while in the box that is just like intimidating almost. It's like, okay, like I've thrown a pitch here. I've thrown a pitch here. I'm trying to change speech. I'm trying to change eye levels. I'm not really sure what else I can beat her with. 
And I think that's what makes her so good is just like the fight. She's like, I wanted to, I want to succeed to, um, so that my, my, the next one up is, can succeed as well. And I think that is what makes Oklahoma softball so good, um, up at the plate is just, you can't pitch around anyone at all because they're all so good. What, uh, what are some of your individual team goals that you're thinking about as now you come to Oklahoma? I just personally, like, I just want to get better in kind of the little ways um, in my pitching, like obviously kind of only really having four years of coaching um, and just the way that coach Rocha thinks differently. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to kind of grasp onto what she has for me. Um, but as a team, I'm ready to go back to back to back. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm excited. Um, you know, the girls always are already chatting about it. I'm excited because it's like they talk about it and they live it and they've done it and I'm ready to do it too. So. And we're ready for it too. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> Alex, before we let you go. So we talked about, you know, having other interests other than softball. So what are some of the things that you like to do for fun away from the field? Um, I have a dog. His, it's a doodle. His name's Clark. Um, after Clark Street up in uh, Chicago, uh, that Wrigley Field's off of, um, big Cubs fan, um, love watching baseball. So I'm really excited about the Oklahoma baseball team doing well in Omaha. Um, and just, I love to read, um, a lot of mental game books. Um, and that was another big thing. Brian Ledbetter, um, what drives winning is a really big book that Oklahoma softball reads. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. That's one of my favorite books. And I love reading that one. Um, and just kind of like hanging out by the pool, being in the sun. Um, I'm the oldest of four kids, so um, I love hanging out with my siblings too. So family time and the sun and my dog couldn't be more perfect. That's awesome. And one last question. So where did you all eat when you came to Norman? What was the place that stood out the most? Uh, there was a pizza place down by Campus Corner, and I can't remember. Is like Belair maybe? Valare. But yes, that one. That pizza coming from Chicago, like I'm very picky about my, my pizza places elsewhere. And that that pizza was amazing. Well, there you go, Sooner Nation. When you're down by Campus Corner, make sure you hit up Valare. You've you got the recommendation from Alex Sirocco. Alex, it's been such a pleasure to get to know you and have you on the show today. We're looking forward to seeing you in the circle come 2023. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, make sure you all go follow Alex on Twitter if you haven't already done so. She's at A-L-X-S-T-O underscore. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and available on all platforms. Also, check us out on YouTube as well. We're trying to get to 2,000 subscribers before the start of football season. We just hit 1,800, so be one of the next 200 to get us to 2,000. And we're going to have a lot of fun this football season and even more fun next softball season as we watch Jordy and Nicole and Alex continue this tradition of dominant pitching at the University of Oklahoma. Until next time, she's Alex, he's Josh, I'm John, Boomer Sooner.